with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Where's that Sooner magic now, baby? Where's that Sooner magic now? Oh, man. We cannot, Tyler, can <laughs> not lose this basketball game. That just emphasized it even more, didn't it, hearing that audio oh, clip? My goodness. <laughs> I know you uh, You stopped by this morning for T-Row. Uh, did you happen when you were driving in to hear them on with Holcomb? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, Toby asked him the question if they're still allowed to be friends or not. And Oh, my gosh. When they played the we're going to Arlington We're clip. going to Arlington. We're going to. Yeah, I haven't heard that one before. That, that must have been after either. the BYU game. That's incredible. Yeah, that was the first time I heard it too. I I, uh, I got a good chuckle out of that. Boy, that was awesome. What a sad casualty of conference realignments. I know. Uh, Dave Hunziker OU clips. Uh, no no more for the foreseeable future. Sad. No, don't say that yet. I mean, we may have one this weekend. I hope not. Oh man. Yeah, that uh, it's a must win. It, forget like the, the going to the tourney. Forget where you're at in the conference, forget mindset, forget momentum, whatever. You just you can't drop it. You can't drop it at home especially. My goodness. Yeah, uh, you, you all know if you ever listen to the show, we do must-win scale. 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. What is this game on the must-win scale? Uh, Ten. Ted, Teddy, uh, we, yeah, we recorded Teddy before the show today. Here's what he said about it. I gave it a, uh, a 10. A that was Teddy earlier today. <laughs> it's a ten. It is definitely a, a ten. T e e e e n. Ten is uh, what it is. Uh, there tomorrow. may even be an I in there. Is there an I in there also? Uh, I don't it, know. Is it after all those E's or is but, it before all those E's? I can't really. T- or in the middle of it. Uh, maybe know. it's a T e e y u n. Ten. Well, be. hey. Uh, you know, there's no real even, I, I guess for me, I don't know anything about Oklahoma State. Uh, I just know that you absolutely have to win the game with everything. I mean, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Porter Moser and those guys. I, it, there's always, like, this massive buildup. Like, this should be a pretty straightforward basketball game. I think we're quite a bit better than they are. You're at home. You should just go out there and not really have to think much about it and win the basketball game. That's really what should happen. But it seems like every time there's a big game, there turns it like there's a huge amount of buildup, which is great. And I'm I'm happy that there's a lot of people that have their eyes on the game, and there's a there's reason to be there and cool stuff surrounding it. But it just adds to the pressure on the basketball team, doesn't it? No, that's what I like. This is the most nervous I felt the entire year going into a game. 
It's the most nervous. I, like, I'm nervous today about the game tomorrow. Most yeah. nervous I've been entire, the entire year about the game. And it has very little to do with Oklahoma State. I'm not right. nervous because I think that there's some great basketball team that's going to roll in here and shoot 70% from the field or anything like that. It's everything that you just mentioned. It's the fact that I've been on StubHub for all, you know, all day long trying to find cheap tickets to this game, and they're not available, man. Like, this might make some people nervous, but it's going to be an incredible crowd tomorrow. 6 p.m. tip, honoring Toby Keith, Oklahoma State coming to the LNC maybe for the last time in a, in a long time. Like, th- th- there's a lot on the line in this game. It's going to be one of those full crowds where people are ready to be a, you know, be a difference maker in the game. And for the past couple of years, they haven't played well in those spots. Let's hope Saturday is when they start to turn that around. But it, it will be an awesome crowd tomorrow, for sure. Yeah, You know what's interesting about Oklahoma State? They have, up to this point, as far as I can see, other than West Virginia, who they beat, they have only played like the top five teams in the conference. They've played Baylor, Tech, Iowa State, Kansas. Uh, They did play K-State, TCU, Kansas again, Houston. Like, they haven't played the bottom part of the league at all, except for West Virginia in the game they won. They haven't played BYU or Cincinnati or UCF or uh, throw Texas in. They haven't played Texas yet. They've only played the very top of the league. So whenever you look at their their record, I mean, you could you could look in there and say, yeah, but, you know, they haven't played the beatable teams for themselves yet, so perhaps they're a little bit better than what their record actually says. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I guess there's no shame in, you know, going to Allen Fieldhouse and not being all that competitive. They, they weren't that competitive at KU a couple of weeks right. ago, and they had a better they had an okay second half against Houston the other night but Houston handled them rather easily maybe but the OU's a better basketball team here and OU should That's win right. the basketball game tomorrow i mean they, they they just they just should and here's man here's another opportunity to regain momentum and get kind of everyone back into the back into the excitement of this team like because if you win tomorrow you're over 500 in the conference in mid-February. Mm. You know, you're probably back in the top 25 next week. You're in a really, really good spot come Monday if you can just beat these guys at home on Saturday. So, yes, the must-win scale, we, we've routinely been around seven, eight, maybe nine in some circumstances. This is without a doubt a T-E-E-E-Y-N-10 T-E-E-Y-N, on the must-win scale tomorrow. You have to yep. win this game. Yep, no, I agree. I agree. And, you know, coming off of the second half they played uh, against BYU, uh, you know, offensively, I mean, that's 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 probably the best half offensively that they've had probably in conference play. They scored Defensively, it, was, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's pretty good, too. I, I'd yeah. say both, both ends. Yeah, they put 48 up and a half in the Big 12. That's pretty impressive. So, you know, they, they should be feeling good in your own gym. You're going to have a ton of people there. The emotions in the stands going to be high. Got the Red Solo Cup stuff going on. It's going to be awesome. 
So it should be should be a great environment. Yeah, it's rare around here that we can't find a, a, a ticket to get into the game. <laughs> I cool. know, yeah. Uh, OU's a six seed today on Bracketology, by the way. So, six seed. Still in a really good spot, even though there's been some disappointments here throughout the past few weeks. 580 says, damn. Teddy just named off the bottom teams, and OU lost to all of those, LOL. <laughs> yeah, we're working on the, sw- the the cycle. We're trying to lose to everyone is what we're trying to do. No, we, um, uh, we it's going to get more difficult for us as well. You know, we the schedule for Oklahoma is going to pick up. if After we, and I've been talking about it, after we knock this game out, hopefully you get a win there. You're going on the road to Baylor. Then you host Kansas. Then you get another one at Oklahoma State before you finish up at Iowa State. And then you play Houston. And then a couple of winnable games late with Cincinnati at home and then at Texas. So, I mean, there's never really a great stretch. There's usually like a two- or three-game stretch where maybe you can can uh, win two or three in a row. But after that, it's going to be difficult. And, you know, this is where we've got to capitalize. 405 is a quote from you that you just said. I don't know anything about Oklahoma State except they suck. That's right. That's what he wanted. That's, right. That's what he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm looking forward to so it, a little, little nervous, though? I mean, I feel good about OU's outcome tomorrow? Really nervous about it? How, how we feel on this Friday? I am not nervous, like, like me personally, no. I'm nervous for them. You know, I I I feel, and it shouldn't be that way. There's just you got you know how how you've played against rivals recently, and then you've got the pressure of the Toby Keith stuff going on, where you got to win it, and maybe that's a good thing, and maybe they respond in a big way. They sure did when they played BYU, whenever it was just kind of thrown on them all of a sudden there in that game. So, yeah, I. I'm nervous for them. I just want them to play well. I am it's, nervous for myself. I'm afraid I'm going to have to uh, the, about the possibility of having to play a Hunziker clip on Monday when we get back. You know, face. <laughs> uh, you know, something like that. Oh man, we hey, we need to make a note, a yellow sticky up there in studio that we still need to check in on. Even after we're gone to the SEC, we need to check in from time to time on the broadcast, see what's happening there. In Stillwater, see if there's anything worthy to play on the show. In your face! Yeah, mark it down. December third, twenty eleven. We'll be still be playing that clip. Moving on, don't worry. Did you copy and paste the uh, Arlington into your I, folder? I, I I I will find it, and it will I be. I think a it's thing. probably from Toby. I bet Toby has it. Yeah, I'm really. I was kind of ashamed at myself that I had that was not in our folder already. I will do better in the future. I promise. That's the awesome. fact that I didn't have that one, yeah, I was I was ashamed of myself. I'll uh, I'll find a, a a betting line before we get out of here today. Normally, I find those around five o'clock or so. But the ESPN BPI, boy, that's been an exact science this year, has it not? Mm, they give the OU a ninety point four percent chance oh, to win God. the basketball game tomorrow. Ninety point four, yeah. How you feel about that? Well, now he is nervous for himself after hearing about uh, that one. Oh, this has a uh, there's a there's a uh, line already up right here that I see on the ESPN site. OU minus six and a half. No, nope. ten and a half. Jeez, 
We need to stop talking about this game for the rest of the <laughs> day, dude. Can we? Hey, uh, Chip <laughs> Kelly's going to Ohio State. Did you hear about that? He's the new OC. <sighs> Got to get off topic here. No kidding. Well, uh, I, ten and a half. Uh, we're capable of that. We go out and play good offensive basketball like we did second half against BYU. Then, uh, yeah. And, but the Chip Kelly thing, uh, that's pretty wild, isn't it? Well, it's wild on the I, – I bet if you really understood the situation at UCLA with him, maybe it would be a little bit easier to comprehend or to understand. But just on the surface of a Big Ten head coach leaving to become a Big Ten offensive coordinator, yeah, that's very strange. It's probably one of those things where I, I can stop having to mess with the the all that comes with being a head coach and – just be an offensive coordinator, which I know there's still a lot of stuff there as well, but I, I don't know. That's that's pretty interesting. Should be uh, should be, uh, man. Oh, I wonder what they think of that there with Ryan Day. You know, because I'm guessing this is him stepping away from that offense. You know, he's been he's been very influential. He's been the play caller there, right? So that's interesting. All right, uh, hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out. Riverwind Casino today. Come out and see us. It's the dead of winter, but that doesn't stop the rush from bringing you the sooner football talk you want. Catch Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 right here on The Ref and worldwide on the KREF app. It is the rush on a football Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, keep the text coming, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, you in the mood to win hundred grand uh, this weekend by chance? In, in the mood to do that? Want to win hundred uh, grand? Uh, no, not this weekend. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I was going to tell you to send me over Maybe next uh, 50 bucks and we could go halvesies. On a hundred dollar prop bet for the Super Bowl. Okay. If we put a hundred dollars together on if aliens invade Las Vegas and force the game to end in a tie, we will win a hundred thousand dollars if we put a uh, hundred up on that. So I was just interested in making some quick cash. A hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst the, odds. The ever. world is forever changed. Life as we know it is completely different. But hey. At least we can spit 100k. Split 100 for it. 100k. I don't know. I don't know what casino has that prop bet out, but if it happens, they should hand us the keys to the casino. Plus 100,000 odds that aliens will invade Las Vegas during the game and the game will end in a tie. You know, it is interesting. Like I'm not suggesting that happens, but you know, it is one of those things where you feel like, gosh, dang, if there was something bad going to happen, it feels like Vegas would be the spot for it. I don't know why. Uh, it, did you see what Joe Buck said? I, Teddy, I read you what Joe Buck said on Tuesday, so yes, oh, did you? I did. Okay, yeah, well, I don't know. It. I kind of have that feeling a little bit, too. I don't know why, but... 
Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully we get a normal game. Yeah, so send always. me over fifty dollars. Let's go. We'll capitalize right. off the aliens. It's done. Cheers. Maybe the aliens I- will just want to get a glimpse of Taylor Swift, like everyone else. That's what they show up for. Go ahead and put me in on the bet and send me an IOU reminder. <laughs> One hundred thousand. The world, humanity is forever changed, and that's all they're paying out is a hundred thousand dollars for a hundred dollar bets. Interesting. Uh, we'll talk more fun Super Bowl prop bets, uh, prop bets in the game coming up later on. This text from the four hundred five because there is big college football news today. A Power Five Big Ten job is open. This text from the 405 says, Chip Kelly is Ryan Day's replacement. I would find that hard to believe. I I get the theory on that, but... I think that would pay out better than the aliens invading Vegas and the game ends in a tie. Yeah, I just... I, I, I get where where your your theory is but chip kelly i mean chip kelly i mean and i i will say that i think he did a good job at ucla uh, i don't know what ucla like somehow they must have got their wires crossed and they feel like they're usc or something but i mean they had a couple of nice seasons at ucla uh, they're not a not or never have been at least that I know of, any type of legitimate college football contender. UCLA, no. No, their last – I have it written down here. Where is it on the rundown sheet? Um, their last conference title is 1998. Yeah. One national championship, 1954, still more recent than Texas A&M. And they have a 585 record all-time in program history. Yeah. They're not and, a great football program historically. have been horrible throughout, like – there's been some different moments where they've been a little bit better, but I mean they have not been good. At they were really all bad when he over got the last there. twenty years. Yeah, he was. Yeah. They were really bad when he got there. And you know, I think he did a a pretty solid job. Turned them into a a pretty tough football team. They were eight and five last year. Not great. Did they win ten games the year before? They won nine. I think they were nine, nine. and four. Yeah, with nine. Uh, DTR in his uh, eighth year of college football, finally graduated. I mean, that that little this little three year stretch that they've been on is about the most consistent they've been in a really long time. So, yeah, nine and four and, and twenty two, and then what year did we play them? In nineteen, we went out there. Yeah, Jalen Hurts year. Yeah, and they were let's see, they were eight and four in twenty twenty one. I mean, that's the that's the best run that. UCLA's been on that I can remember. That 2019 game is when there was a shooting outside the Rose Bowl after the game, and that you claimed UCLA ran about three different plays that entire game. Remember that? Yeah, they ran three the entire game. In the second half, they ran two. (laughs) Same play, over and over and over. I mean, I guess whenever you know the game's over and you're just trying to set a mindset with the football team, that's what you do. But, yeah, I I don't know why that everyone had him like so on the hot seat. UCLA should have been thanking him with uh, with you know the consistency they'd found recently, and they were recruiting well. They were doing good in the transfer portal. They had some really good players on defense over the last couple of years. That big receiver that they had. Um, I mean, they've had some nice players come through there. So kind of shocking 
the treatment it seemed like he was getting as far as they were always looking for something else there, at least. I mean, that's kind of what we, we continued to read. Uh, okay, I'll go BOC it off uh, Ohio State and see if that can, you know, have some success there. Go beat Michigan, get a lot of the credit, and take a big job again somewhere. Recruiting Boomer says UCLA was even bad with MJD, with his, which is Maurice Jones-Drew, and mm-hmm. Mercedes Lewis on the team. Yeah. Dude, I feel like we were talking about this last football season. You played against Mercedes Lewis in 2003, and wasn't he still in the league a I year did? ago? Yeah, yeah, he was a part of that UCLA team that came out here in 03. Yeah, he played for Green Bay. Yeah, it's, it's like he in the league might forever. still play. <laughs> it's insane, man. And I play, I played with him in Jacksonville. Him and Maurice yeah. Jones Drew. I'm pretty sure, uh-huh. like, not only has he been in the league now for what 20 years, close to it. I remember OU played UCLA in Bricktown for a NCAA regional, and he was on the team. Jeez, man. You talk about it. Football player, elite, baseball player, elite. Like, dude could do it all. He's on the Bears this year. Wow. Insane. He's 39 years old. He, he <laughs> Is he the oldest player in the league, not a punter or a kicker in the NFL this year? Um, no. Um, Jason Peters is in the league. I played against Jason Peters in the 2001 Cotton Bowl, Tyler, and he's still playing tackle in the NFL. That's that crazy? Yeah, that really is insane, man. Now, Trent Williams doesn't look like he's showing any signs of slowing down. No. And not that he was playing in 2001 or anything like that, but his last year at OU was 2009. Yeah. Uh, yeah Mercedes Lewis was a really good player. I mean, I'm, he still is, obviously, playing, you know, knocking on the door of 20 years in the NFL. Uh, stud, really good blocker. He's like an extra tackle when you have him out there on the field. It's like 6'6", 275 pounds. 240, this is the best and quickest way for Chip Kelly to get back to the NFL, which is where he wants to be. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if he wants to be in the NFL or not, um, but it's the quickest way for him to get back in a position to have some options. I think you're right. Ohio State, I you got an opportunity for the, you know, you got change at Michigan. Michigan's been uh, blocking them from the Big Ten, from the playoffs. Now their head coach is gone. You feel like you've got an opportunity. Killed it in the transfer portal. So, yeah, if you can catch them on uh, a good year or two, I, I don't expect Chip Kelly to be there for five years. I expect him to be there for one or two. KW and, the nine, uh, yeah, have ahead, some opportunities, just, just like the texter suggesting. KW918, has that ever happened in the history of history where an active P5 head coach stepped down to go be an OC or DC at another Power 5 program? From a Power 5? Not that I can remember. I mean, it happens at you know different levels, like the head coach at – where was the uh, was it North Dakota State head coach that went to USC? USC, yep, correct. And then you had Sean Lewis last year leave right. Kent State to go be the OC at Colorado, which got replaced in the middle of the year. But I can't think of a head coach leaving like leaving on their own, not getting canned. 
It's is, pretty. <laughs> is there a Lincoln crazy. Riley joke in there somewhere? You leave to go be the OC at USC, something like that. No, I, I mean know. that's that's. Well, he kind of left the OC at Oklahoma to go be the OC at yeah. USC, didn't he? <laughs> Lateral move for for that guy. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened before, but I can't I can't think of one. K Dub in the nine one eight off the top of my head. Some non Power Five schools. Yes, we just rattled off a couple there, but I, I could see Chip Kelly. Like, would I bet on him? Getting an NFL head coaching job again? Probably not. But he does feel like one of those coaches now with the NIL and the portal that would probably sprint to the NFL if he could with the current state of college football. It, it, Chip Kelly, just for whatever reason, strikes me as a guy that does not love the current state of the sport that we have right now. And I guess well, he even left Oregon when they had it going out there to go to the Eagles, right? Well, he they were about to get slammed. He had a he had a show cause. Oh, okay. I can't remember exactly what it was that happened, but they were about to get hit with some type of sanctions, I believe. The text line will probably remember the details on that. But it's strange. I mean it's it's not strange. For him, it's just something that we haven't seen before. I think it actually makes great sense for him. He's going to be mired in purgatory at UCLA, or you can bounce while you still have the opportunity, catch a team that maybe is is already really good and is perhaps poised to, to bounce back in a big fashion, and then you know get some of the credit and be able to pick your next move and – you know, have some opportunity there. Who knows what it might be. What a fascinating year, though, for Ohio State, is it not? With all the turnover and changes they've had. A new quarterback will be along the way, a quarterback that, I mean, we like. We're not super high on. We've got some doubts there. They got the best defensive player in the portal in Caleb Downs, maybe the best running back in Quinshawn Judkins. Now they got a Big Ten head coach as their offensive coordinator. Kalen DeBoer in Alabama will be the most fascinating story nationally, most likely this year. But in a prove-it year for Ohio State, a big year for them, if they get it done this year, I think is a fascinating story as well. Because it's just funny to me how quickly things can change in college football. Three years ago, Ohio State is the king of the north, man. King of the north, running the Big Ten, beating Penn State every single year. Beat Michigan definitely every single year. They've got Michigan's number. Michigan can't beat them. And now three years later, it's, oh, my gosh, Ohio State, they've fallen. If they don't beat Michigan this year, their head coach is going to get fired. It's changed. It feels like it's changed pretty dramatically for those guys. Yeah, it's changed. That's what's so crazy about that job. It's changed dramatically, but they've only lost like three games in three years. Yeah, they just, you know? the three games are the team you can't lose to, sure. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Keep the text line going. You guys are uh, on the spot today. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. I'm hanging out Riverwind Casino. We will be back. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. If you're looking for good times and great rewards for your community and for the state, call 405-801-5000 to learn more about more Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. 
A bit of a programming note for tonight on The Ref, something that uh, all of you will be very interested in. OU softball will be live on The Ref tonight, 8.30, first pitch, OU and Washington. Sooner softball, you can hear that, 1400 a.m., 99.3 FM, and yes, the KREF app as well. OU and Washington tonight from Mexico at 8.30. First pitch as OU looks for 56 consecutive wins. <laughs> 56 consecutive wins Dang. to take on the Huskies tonight. Yeah. Washington's Pretty good, impressive. man. They, um, I mean, Washington's been a good program for a while. Run-ruled Nebraska last night. Um, got to Jordy Ball in that game. Jordy Ball actually got hurt Did and had get, to leave now, that game, yeah. So I saw that on Twitter, but I didn't see any type of follow-up. Do you know what yes. happened? And how, is she a, okay? Here's a follow-up from three hours ago. Jordy Ball's injury was in her left knee, which is her mm. plant knee. They are treating it seriously, but we'll learn more when they return to Lincoln. That was three hours ago. Dang. Well, I hate that for her. Hopefully, hopefully it's okay, and she's able to bounce back pretty quickly. Um, now, does Washington? Who's the pitcher that they had recently? Are you thinking of Gabby Plain from a few years ago? Yeah, she's gone. Is, is she's no longer there? I think that's correct. Yes. I knew they had some ace uh, that. I think that I think that was two years ago when they were because we played them. I think early the supers. I want to say, yeah. Whenever they were all upset that they had to come here, they were not happy on the announcement day. <laughs> what? Do you blame them? No, no. Uh, and I think we did. I feel like that season we had played them early in the year at at one of these, maybe the same same deal. Yeah. Well. Um... I, I remember that there was some doubt going into that game, like, well, OU hadn't faced a pitcher like Gabby Plain, which is the worst thing that you can say when you're about to play OU. People talking about, well, yeah, you've had a good year. You're the number one overall seed, but they just haven't seen a pitcher in the circle like Gabby Plain. I don't think I need to tell you how that ended up, that Super yeah. Regional. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. But uh, how it's crazy how much this – not even this sport, but how this program has just evolved over the years. Because it used to be, going back, what, 10 years ago, there, there's always been, like, the diehard OU softball fans that would pay attention throughout the year, right? Yeah. But I would say, like, the average everyday OU fan, going back 10 years ago, it's, yeah, they'd really lock in once they got to the Women's College World Series. And they would lock in when OU got to the Women's College World Series in OKC, but maybe they wouldn't watch a whole lot of softball before that, you know? Right. You, you didn't know the names and the faces at that time until you watched them for the first time during that tournament. Well, over the years, man, it's just built up more and more and more and more. And now I think the average everyday OU fan doesn't start paying attention when they get to OKC. They really start to pay attention like – in the first week of the regular season with how many people cared about opening day yesterday. It's pretty cool. Right. Well, yes. Um, I think people pay attention as much as they can. I got to tell you, it's not very easy to pay attention. With flow softball? 
carrying the games? All of the stuff. ESPN doesn't have anything on it hardly. Uh, you got to go to D1 Softballs, really. At least that's where I go to try and get whatever information you can. Um, OU has some stuff on their website, but uh, I'm sorry if anyone from OU is listening. Their website sucks. <laughs> so uh, it's just well. it's not as easy as it should be to find the relevant information, the box score, who pitched, who are they facing, what does that team look like, what did that team do last year. It requires, like, serious Internet sleuthing skills that I don't have. I I, I would mostly agree with that. I was surprised, though. I was, uh, during Locked In, we had ESPN on one of the TVs in there. And on the ticker at the bottom of Sports Center or whatever stupid studio show that they were playing, I wasn't watching it. I just saw this. They had the OU Washington game on the uh, on the ticker for tonight, so they actually did have a few softball games. Like, hey, here's what's coming up tonight in college softball. I was I was I was surprised to see that OU Washington scrolled by, Texas UCLA scrolled by, and maybe a couple of others. So maybe they're yeah. maybe they're trying a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. Well, I hope so. Um, it's uh, it's difficult. So, no, no. Good luck to them. When is so that's uh, that's a late night. So that's eight thirty tonight, right? Eight thirty tonight. Fourteen hundred a.m. Ninety nine point three FM or the KREF app. Yeah. Do you know what uh, Washington is is ranked? Oh, you of course is number one. You know what Washington's ranked? Ten slash seven. A ten. A ten. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the OU what website the can't be that bad. Seven that I see. The OU website can't be that bad. It tells you where Washington's ranked. It's, I think when I get to OU's athletics website and I try and click on something, I think it's like maybe testing to see if I'm a bot or something because it just sits there and spins and does nothing forever testing my patience to see if I really want to see what's going on with the softball team or not, and then eventually it will finally open. Wow. But it's really te- – and it does it every time I, I log on to the site. Thank no you. matter where I am, no matter what my internet connection, no matter what I'm trying to look at, delay, delay. And just whenever I'm about to the point I'm going to take my laptop and throw it across the room, it opens up. Well, if they can look at your search history, I wouldn't blame them if they thought that you were a bot. Well, it makes me feel better that it actually lets me in because if it was scanning, it would not let me uh, access the website. <laughs> Chunky Chuck says the softball spirit that's recently hit the state is so genuine and so awesome. 404 overall coverage of softball is better than it used to be, but it has a ways to go. Big Rich and OKC. Hey, Teddy, why don't you upgrade from the iPhone 5? Oh, whoa. Uh, excuse me. But I, my friend, have an iPhone. I think this is like a 14 or 15. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. Times are uh, good right now in the Lehman household. Man. When, when you see this phone, you'd say, boy, he's throwing caution to the wind. He's just giving everything about his personal life over to big tech. That's how new this phone is. Lane in California, has Jen Schroeder ran her mouth again this year about Sooner softball yet? 
Lane, I have not seen a quote from, from Jen Schroeder just yet. She was awesome when she came on with us during the Women's College World Series last year. She was great, and I still have to say that she was kind of right. I mean, the team was incredible, obviously, but it the the home run pace that they were on a couple of years ago has slowed down quite a bit. I mean, okay, well, let's let's remember what was happening a couple of years ago when Jocelyn Allen oh, was I in know. the lineup, all right? I just don't think that Oklahoma is going to be the team that hits 80 bajillion home runs. They may hit 50 bajillion, but I don't think they're going to be the big, bad Oklahoma Sooners that they've been. Yeah, well, Jen, um, they didn't hit 80 bajillion home runs. They did only lose one game last year and win the national championship yeah. again. She owned it, though. She, she owned did. it. She was a good sport about it. I actually, so. I think she, I actually like her. I think she's cool. I'm, I'm a fan. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. It, I know that you got to kind of have it. You, you can't say, well, there's no softball coverage out there. We, we need like we need more access. And then whenever you've got someone like she covers it and she does a really good job, but like in order to draw some attention to the sport, you got to say some controversial things, right? To to get people to take notice. So it's kind of they kind of come together, I guess, is what I'm saying. I like this text from the nine one eight iPhone fourteen, Teddy. Slow down, man. You may not be able to buy fifty thousand dollars worth of fireworks this year. <laughs> I know. Un- uh, fortunately. This did not come out of the fireworks fund. It was uh, it was given to me with my other job. So Sweet. we're good there. The The firework fund is good because I don't know if you were listening around uh, Christmas, Dirty Santa, I pulled uh, 5000 bucks out of a scratch-off lottery ticket. So uh, we we're going to have that. a fireworks show this year, yeah, boys. We talked about it. 310, Baker now doing commercials for Advanced Auto Parts. Well, you've got five minutes over the break to think about if Baker got screwed last night not winning uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Joe Flacco won it instead, so get angry. I'll get angry. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one here from Riverwind next. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. At Bob Moore Nissan, we have the right vehicle and right value for you. Right now, save thousands with low monthly payments and get 1.9% financing. Like a new 2024 Nissan Rogue at 1.9% for 60 months. Plus, we've got Titan trucks at 0%. Over 130 Nissan cars and SUVs to choose from, so shop today. I-35 in Tecumseh or BobMooreNissan.com. 1.9 APR for 60 months on select Rogue trim. $17.48 per month for 1,000 finance. WAC through NMAC. That propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Cavens Group bringing you the sour of the rush on a Friday. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. 
That's Caven's group at 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048, or cavensgroup.com. I don't know if Caven's, uh, they can go to the state of California and help out, or if they do earthquake disasters, but uh, a listener in uh, California just texted us that. Earthquake in L.A. shook my building for about 10 seconds near SoFi Stadium, which Uh-oh. is 10 seconds too long. Dang. They've had a rough, what, couple of weeks now with all the flooding and everything that's that's going on out there? Yeah. I, man, did you feel – we never talked about the earthquake we had, what was that, a week ago? In my 20s, the answer would have been yes. Um, now, I think it was – it was last Friday, I think it was. Yes. In my 20s, absolutely. Now that I'm in my mid-30s, married and lame, I was passed out before it happened <laughs> on a Friday I was, night. I was laying on the couch, and uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah, those are that's scary out there, especially whenever it's always kind of in the back of your mind out in L.A. that When's the big one going to happen? The big one's about to happen, and it starts. It's like, oh, my gosh, here we go. That's wild. I will, hope everyone's all right. If, uh, if there's earthquake damage out there in L.A., let us know, and we'll try to get Cavens on the on the call out to the West Coast. Joe Flacco named Comeback Player of the Year last night. Are you outraged? Did Baker no. Mayfield get screwed? Uh, I think he should have won it, but I don't know. I, Kinda, yeah, I guess. My immediate thoughts, I, I thought DeMar Hamlin would win it. And actually, yes. DeMar Hamlin got more first place votes than Joe Flacco, but the way the voting goes, Joe Flacco ended up winning the thing. If Baker loses out to DeMar Hamlin, I think you got to say, yeah, okay, like we know what happened with that whole situation. They want to give it to DeMar Hamlin, come back play of the year, that's fine. But the fact that he lost to Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco won the award, I, I'm not saying I got outraged, but I was like, really? Like Joe Flacco over Baker Mayfield, seriously? I get that he was on his couch, but Browns got hammered in the first round of the playoffs. Baker at least went on to win a playoff game and on into the Pro Bowl. I thought Baker was more deserving than Joe Flacco. I agree. Um, I I think uh, here's the thing. The NFL, and I, I don't know how they do the voting, I feel like don't we all agree to somewhat, uh, at least to some degree, that the voting is rigged, right? And if you're going to rig it, I have the guy that is starting something good in Tampa Bay and is getting some good pub and people like and there's a bit of a following. Joe Flacco's done. I mean, it, there's no personality there. There's nothing. Reward the... Browns, come on! I don't know. It's a weird. I'm. Sh- I guess it's shocking to me that anyone would have voted for Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, like the Browns had the defensive player of the year on their roster too. Yeah. And not that the Bucks had a bunch of bums. Like Mike Evans is still a really good player, but the Browns are pretty good team around Joe Flacco, a quarterback. You know. Oh so, yeah. So I. I don't know. I. If he loses to DeMar Hamlin, that's fine. I, I get that. 
the fact he lost to Joe Flacco was really like that's I don't I don't I don't agree with that. And maybe Baker doesn't care. He was a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl offensive MVP, but under what the actual award should be, I think he I think he should have won the award. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I I got no I got no beef with uh, with your point there. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. But I think Baker's going to be just fine. You think he's got uh, Joe Flacco's now made the list and is up in the in the locker in the Tampa Bay facility? Yeah, I think it's a lot like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison, the right. people to kill. Yeah, Joe Flacco's now on that uh, dry erase board. I mean, there's there was ten guys in the NFL that threw for four thousand yards, and Baker Mayfield was one of them. So, I mean, I'd say that's that's pretty daggum good. Uh, Pro Bowl offensive MVP or just Pro Bowler sounds a lot cooler than comeback player of the year, I suppose. Yeah, he Joe had, Flacco he, he had played. He would be all right. He had five starts and uh, completed a, an amazing sixty percent of his passes. 13 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. I guess that's not bad for five games, but a lot of picks. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got hour number two next. Sound off any time of day on the